Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Mustard Seed. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. I'm Josh. Join us on our journey. It's Wednesday morning. You know what that means. We're back at it. I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Um, back at it. Uh, I had a good Thanksgiving. How about you guys? You guys had a good turkey day? Yeah. Yeah. Solid turkey day. Yeah, it was nice. I went upstate and saw my family, which was great because I don't see them very often. So it was, it was good for the kids and, you know, the, the farm. Didn't spend a lot of time outside. And nice. nice. Yeah, it was good. It felt so fast, at least for me. Because we got there around like three and then when you're leaving, we had to leave for bedtime. So it was just like, I felt like I blinked. Yeah. <laughs> it was a quick day. Um, but it was a great weekend. I felt like it was just a nice little refresh. Yeah, it was a uh, a long day for me because um, we hosted mm. and uh, the cooking was happening at my house and it started at 9 a.m. So it was just a very long day. And I think I, everyone left around 10.30. Yeah. So it was wow. like... Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> a lot goes into yeah. hosting, that's for sure. How'd you do the turkey? Um, oven. Oven? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm hoping to get, I, you know, it's Christmas coming up. Um, I want a slow cooker. For, yes. For Christmas. Like, I'm really into barbecuing lately. Mm. So, like, I think, like, I want to step it up and do a slow cooker and, like, cook a brisket in it and just, like, learn how to do that. Become a pit boss. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Get like a cool apron and mm. everything. Yeah, those are neat. I can't wait to be able to have a... Now, is the slow cooker the uh, like the green egg I'm thinking of, or is that something different too? You know the green egg? Did I say slow cooker? Well, slow cooker... I meant um, a smoker. Yeah. Well, that, that, slow, is, a, that that's is, a, is a slow cooker. Oh, yeah, oh, it's smoker. the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The green you, like, egg put is put like it in for like eight hours. A green egg is... Um, I think it's charcoal, and you just... It's a big ceramic thing. Uh, apparently, like it cooks the best like steaks on it. A lot of people say that it's a lot of money, but maybe one day. No, oh, it's a cool investment. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for that. One day we'll have a house and I can <laughs> actually barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's great. It's a lot of fun. Been yeah, doing I like it to a lot. Do, it too. Yeah. do you have a favorite like go-to food that you can throw on the grill? I mean, I've been. Honestly, since I started my weight loss, I've uh, been cooking a lot of steaks. Yeah. Uh, a lot of steaks. So um, what I do, because steaks are so expensive these days, it's like $45. And so I wait and I see like where it's that day where they're like, oh, you have. So I go to the grocery store and they're like selling it for $17, normal prices yeah, yeah. for the steaks. And I buy it and then I cook it that day. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, when it's on clearance, yeah. Like the, yeah, they try to get get rid of it as fast as possible because yeah. it's the last day. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I'll buy like a, two of them, freeze one, and then there you go. Nice. Very good. Got it down to a system. Go. I always do like uh, chicken quarters, so it'll be like the thigh and like the like the whole part there, like the leg and the drumstick and the thigh, because um, it's like very juicy and, and mm. good. So yeah, yeah. into that. I found, um, I like the Tasty app. Have you guys ever used the Tasty app? You might see like their videos on Facebook a lot where it's just like the hands cooking. Probably. Like the videos. Of the, um, but they have really good recipes. I found like a really good steak recipe on there with like uh, the seasonings. Mm. And like it's like a paprika, cumin, like um, it's like kind of like a Mexican type of seasoning. 
It's so good. It's I've done it before. It's really good. My friend from work, um, shout out CC. Uh, he told me to get this thing where the, it's a Bluetooth and you put like uh, you put it in your meat. Like and the like thermometer? You can check, yeah, you can yes. check your phone and like tells you like, okay, it's medium rare. Take it out. Those things are so helpful. Yeah. yeah they'll probably go such a long way. Isn't it crazy? It's like now you just check your phone instead of like sticking a thermometer <laughs> in and just like getting kind of probably a false reading. Like, oh, this side says, uh, you know, re- it's ready. This side says it's <laughs> freezing, even though it's all been in at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you said that because we actually just got a th- like a food thermometer a couple of weeks ago and I realized we had it. So I started using it when I was cooking chicken the other night. And yeah, like it just never, yeah, I d- it just didn't yeah. feel accurate. Yeah. Like because the numbers kept moving. And then if you moved it, it was different. And, and that's how you <laughs> overcook things. And it's just like, yeah, a little dry or whatever. But it does help, though. Yeah, I've, I've always had good, good luck with them. That's I've used them for years, but. I feel like I have more of, uh, since I've been like grilling a lot, I have now more of a, uh, just like, you know how people can just wake up and they don't need that alarm. Like I just have that sense when I'm cooking. Like I know like, uh, even though I like walk away and I'm inside like cleaning something, I like got to run back and I'm like, all right, about to be flipped. Yep. Nice. There you go. Iron Chef Andrew. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Internal. When, yeah. When are you going to go on Food Network and challenge the uh, Iron Chefs? (laughs) Bobby Flay, I'm coming for you. <laughs> coming Steaks with Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> I miss a good Food Network. That's something that I feel like I haven't, without cable, I haven't been able to really like watch. Mm. That was like a go-to. Oh, yeah. The Food Network and HGTV, it was like, if nothing yeah, was on, just throw yeah. on those channels. Yeah. Yeah, it was like just like chill to watch and just have in the background. like. Yeah, exactly. And I struggle with watching Food Network, though, because I always get so hungry. I just got to <laughs> go in the kitchen after watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roddy came home the other night with um, cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, man. Whew. Yeah. Cheesecake Factory cheesecakes are so good. So good. I didn't, red velvet is like amazing. I'm everything. Like the, yeah, so good. I didn't realize how big the, the slices were. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. Like we had a gift card, so we used it, but it was like 20 bucks for two slices of cheesecake. Like, well, oh. that's like their whole thing is they just have massive meals. Like even like yes. their dinners and stuff, mm. like their entrees are huge. It's Huge. like the calorie counts are like massive. Like, yeah, but Cheesecake Factory is very good. Yeah. So, so what's what's new in the world? What do we got going on these days? Um, there's a lot. Well, you guys got Christmas up. Christmas is uh, around yes. the corner. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, December will be over faster than we know it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. Yeah, we're two weeks into Advent already. Yeah. Which now you say that that's we're halfway there. Yeah, halfway <laughs> there. Crazy. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot uh, going on in the world. Um, what we were talking about, what's the name of that thing that I, I mentioned, that children's thing that everyone... Valencia. 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 So Valencia is connected with Adidas. And I think there or are other brands. It's like a fashion brand, And it's kind right? of funny that they... Well, you know, we're not going to... Kanye's a little nuts, but they got rid of him for stuff. And then this has such like from what you see and you like pick apart there's such evil intentions in it like you see the devil in a picture you see um the 666 you see demons and um inappropriate children stuff and it's just like crazy so what was this whole like was this just a marketing campaign that they put out for just like their new clothes like clothing line i guess it's a clothing line i don't know it's like children's like a children's line and it's just it looks 
like they're selling the chip. It just looks horrible. Whoa. Yeah, that's what it was. It was like a yeah, that's what got really crazy because it was on Kim Kardashian's whatever, and it was like it was like a photo shoot with a bunch of kids in it, showing different kind of you know like fashion and outfits for kids. And some of it was just kind of hinted at being kind of promiscuous and very inappropriate for for young kids to, to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. So you look the at thing. the one picture, there's just like a bunch of different uh, symbols that are just like, whoa, what is happening here? Yeah, yeah. And um, and they got backlash, and that's good that they got yeah. backlash. <laughs> People are waking up. Yeah. And and uh, Bell is like supposed to be uh, in involved in that like the guy like we've talked about him before on the show of like uh with elijah going to prove that he was a fake god um a false god and uh you know what's funny like i named my son elijah you have a son named elijah josh Mm -hmm. and when elijah was born um he was born and there was that drought that was happening and elijah is involved with the drought and now like me, me and Jess are just noticing all these weird things that are happening because he was born when like the drought we New York had this drought and uh, then now the bells back in the picture somehow mm. it's just a little weird <laughs> Elijah's got some big yeah, things Elijah's got things of. he's got to take care of he's like just learning how to lift his head and now he's like oh really I gotta take down bell <laughs> there you go love it it is. I so I did see the pictures that we were talking about and just dark, scary, like yeah, dark, like the black I, uh, hoodies and the. I didn't realize that I was actually for a children's line of clothes. I thought it was just like their marketing and advertising, but yeah. So the the way Ball Val is connected to it is that Balencia. I this is what I saw on Twitter, which translated to Ball uh, Bell is king. So that's the name Valencia was what it means. Yeah. So it was wild. It's like, I think about it sometimes. I've said it to V before when we've listened through um, the Bible in a year. And like the Old Testament, when you read the Old Testament, it could sound so crazy. And you're like, oh, like wow, like all these things that they were doing throughout the Old Testament. And it's like, we're not too far away from that today. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah. like I think you can I mean, put that into yeah, context. If you got your head in the news, it's not much different. Like, <laughs> you know, no. if you're if you're yeah, really in it, but yeah, it's it's a scary time, definitely. But but it's good that this came to light because I think hopefully people will wake up to the backlash and will start to, you know, hopefully call it out more and and you start to wonder like how much more of this goes on subtly or or things that we just don't know about because Oh, there's so many yeah, like yeah. subtle messages in things like sub- subliminal, subliminal messages. Sub- yes, yeah, that word <laughs> messages in uh, things like crafting our. We can talk about all the false gods too. Like right now, like there's um, example BTS. They call themselves idols, and they're like looked at as gods and worshipped by these people. And um, that's scary itself. And there's so many like different like celebrities or um, influencers that are out there. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I'm seeing if uh, with the uh, score with the um, Ohio State to get in <laughs> to the champ. Yeah. We gotta, yeah. Sorry. Um, but I think I think that's the nature over. of who we are, right? Like we as a people, like we're we're worshipers, regardless. Yeah. Like we we worship things, and whether it's you know, hopefully it's God, but we were made to worship, 
But if we don't believe in God and if we don't follow him, then we're going to worship, you know, things in the world, things that we like or, you know, things that were, you know, yeah. And it's like, that's everyone's marketing strategies too, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, no. get yeah. people to, cr- it, I saw it on LinkedIn the other day where they talked about some big brands and basically the premise of the post was that brands that are successful basically are selling like a lifestyle. Like it's not yeah. just like a convenient product. It's, it's a lifestyle that you're embracing. So yes, I think we need to be a little bit more cautious of like, what are these brands that we're kind of like really embracing? Because it goes so deep, right? So this whole Balencia thing, Ronnie was telling me about the kind of like the owner of it or the guy who created it, these, they're millionaires, right? They have their hands in so many different brands, but you think the thing that I'm thinking about now is like, these people have so much money, like money that they probably don't even know what to do with. So yeah, I think they're going to blur their lines as far as what is good and what is not okay. And like the things that they get into just because they probably can, because they have the money to do it and it doesn't matter. Um, it is dangerous for us as just a society. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like how close are we to the Hunger Games? Mm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe not that far off, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? But I, you know, something to that. You know, the root of all evil, right? Money. When uh, there's, there's something about that. When you you know gain all this power and wealth, it just turns you into you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's exactly. It's just easy to blur the lines for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, we actually had a so we had a conversation that was off of a conversation. So James and Teresa were together for Thanksgiving um, with Teresa's family. So they were talking to us about their Thanksgiving and everything. And there was a conversation that I wanted to kind of bring up with you guys too. The conversation that they were having was the idea of heaven and does everyone go to heaven type Uh, of deal. It was very interesting. It was funny to, it was fun to just kind of talk and listen to everyone's different inputs on things. and it's an interesting thought in the sense that I was right. Everyone can kind of have conversations about a topic and um, it's almost like you can be just like with anything. It's like you can extract certain things from a certain argument and it can sound correct in, in its own like niche. But in the whole grand scheme of things, it's like, well, what do we believe actually believe as Catholics? Right? Like, because the reason I say that is like thinking about the idea of like everyone gets to heaven. Like there, you want to have this nice thought in a sense that, well, God loves all of us, right? We're all his people. So why would he let his people go to hell type of deal? So it's like, you're always going to have that choice or that chance to get to heaven. But then the flip side of it, which I've been getting to and thinking about a little bit more too, as well is that at some point in time, we all need to answer to our choices. Like, we're not just going to walk away like unscathed. Like I can just do whatever I want throughout my life on earth and just be okay with the idea of like, well, I'll be forgiven and I'll get to heaven. Um, so it was an interesting thought. And I was just curious, like where you guys were, if you've ever thought about something like that. And cause I know I have, and I've thought of it in the way of like, I'll have a chance for forgiveness. You know, like how many times do I find myself just being like, Oh, it's okay. Like I know it's not my ultimate choice, but you don't you don't realize how like those little choices can create bigger choices yeah. down the line. So it was just interesting. It was an interesting conversation. So um, one thing you said is the choice that we have free will, mm-hmm. and the perfect example of that is Adam. Is Adam in heaven? Think about that. 
There's one king. He, there's two kings, right? Adam was the first king, and then Jesus is the second king that to take care of everything and fix everything for us to get us into heaven. Adam was gifted what a perfect life. Um, he had the task of taking care of the garden, and it wasn't good enough for him. And he still he didn't listen to God and was cast out. So you you can look at it that way. Um, and then Jesus had to come and, you know, once Adam did that, we were all born with sin. And then Jesus had to come and pave that way into heaven to fix that mistake that Adam did. Yeah. And yeah. one thing the I feel, I'm sorry, Josh. One thing the Catholic Church, I wish that they um, preach more on is like hell, like the scariness of hell and like. You know, I feel like too many people these days, like, take it as, like, a joke. And you say, like, dumb things like, oh, what the hell? Like, just say that. No, it's a damning place. And you don't want to. We shouldn't even say that or even, like, you know, mention it. Just try to. I don't know. No, I I'm trying to, yeah. I get what you're saying for sure, because you're right. Like, it's almost downplayed to a sense yeah. where it doesn't feel like. It's a it's a consequence. It's to a thing where you go H E double hockey sticks, and you're, it's no. This is like the most scariest place in the, you know, that our minds yeah. can't even fathom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like eternal separation from God, which we cannot experience on this world. So we don't know what it would possibly be like the the pain and torment of what it could be. But yeah, it's uh, that's that's so true, Andrew. Like we don't people don't really talk about it. People don't really talk about it anymore because I think people have kind of forgotten that because you know. We kind of were talking about uh, the last time or maybe two podcasts ago with this kind of nature of uh, the, like our society, like the ultimate virtue has be- become like comfort, right? And so comfort. So comfort has kind of almost become like the God that secular culture is worshiping. And so because of that, like we don't want to hear that things we do are wrong. So then all of a sudden moral objectivity is out of the window. Like that isn't even a discussion anymore because everything is relative. You know, Everything is this relativistic viewpoint where it's like, my truth and your truth and like we can you know defer from that which is ridiculous but um but because of that i think that the whole nature of consequence for your actions and for sin is like not even a discussion anymore like or people don't feel that way about it anymore but in reality it's you know we believe it to be true as catholics you know there is there is hell we we want you know we want god to save everybody you know we want everybody to be saved we don't want everybody to get to heaven mm-hmm. but um that's where and our he, free will comes in and yeah and he wants us too. he wants us to get to heaven he wants everybody to get to heaven you know in the catechism and theology it's just it's something called the universal universal salvific will of the father you know his his ultimate desire is for everybody to get to heaven but ultimately we have that free will where we can make those decisions and, and to, to choose him or choose something else and when we choose something else there's consequences for yeah. that and one thing you said that was interesting, and I've been feeling this way a lot uh, lately, is like how like we know something's wrong and we don't want to be told it, yeah. and like we just like try to push it off, push it off, push it off, and like someone is trying to help you uh, get to the place you're supposed to be, but you're still like, no, it's really not that bad. Like I can yeah. do this. Like I can. Um, uh, example, like I don't know, drinking or something like like that, where you know, like you shouldn't be like doing that every weekend but you're still got that other ear like oh 
it's not that bad. Mm. Everyone does it. And you see all these commercials that yeah. make things that aren't supposed to um, be so... Um, uh, uh, I'm stuck it's, here. No, I know exactly. It's like normalizing. Yeah, normalizing. Yeah, like yeah. yes. Trying yes. to justify your yeah. actions. Yes. You know, you're trying to like justify everything. Yes. And the thing is, too, is like we have such division in in the world where like we can we we can like uh retreat from people who disagree with us and then find people who like will affirm us you know what i mean and so that's that's a big issue too is like if i i'm hurt by what you said even though it may or not be true about this thing maybe you know i'm an alcoholic and like you yelling at me and saying you know drinking is bad like I, maybe i disagree with you so I'm going to find people who agree with me who are also mm-hmm. alcoholics. Yeah. And then, then I'm going to feel better about it. Feel or, better about or you look at or, someone like, oh, I'm not as bad as him. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm fine over here. Right. No, definitely. definitely. You know, that's I, I think that's one thing a lot of people do. Like they always like look at someone else like when they if they have a problem, they're like, well, look at this guy over there. Like, yeah. I'm fine. You know, I'm not doing what he's doing. Yeah. But then meanwhile, you're you're, you're still, you know, damaging your soul. Yeah, what is that line in uh, the Gospels? Like, why are you telling your brother about the stick in his eye when you yeah, got a log in your eye? Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. Yeah, you guys all brought up a lot of great points, and it's interesting. I think that's a big part of society today, and like that's why I feel like conversations like these don't necessarily take place as much because, one, people don't want to be disagreed with or, or, or told in a sense it's that conflict, it's going right? to be hard, right? Yeah. Like, like our Catholic faith is, is hard. Like it's not necessarily like the things that we need to choose in life. Like, yeah, it's not the popular thing. So that makes it hard. And it's so easy now, like you're saying too, Josh, with the whole idea of finding people who agree with you. Like, that's what I feel like social media has definitely created. You can find an avenue for anything. So regardless of if it's good or if it's bad, like there's a community for it, you know, and you can dive into it and embrace it. Um, and even Andrew, like you brought up the point, like, is Adam in, in heaven? And at first I'm like, yeah, of course he's in heaven. But then I was like, wait a second. Like, can we think about that for a second? Like, is that like a real thought to really like, you know what I mean? Like, because you're right. Like hell is not necessarily like talked about as much as I feel like maybe it it should be, or it could be in a sense of like, this is a real consequence that can potentially happen. So embrace that and understand that. And then in that same light, it's like, wait, like Adam made a bad decision. Like, but I, I, I don't know. I don't think that Adam would be in hell. Right. Because that's something that was forgiven with God. And, and I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but there are many circumstances oh. that I think we he can was, sit here and just say, gotta like, think he was cast, cast out of. Yeah. I actually, I don't know what, what, what the teaching is on, on Adam. And what where he's at right now? I think because he was well, one he's of the a first saint, one. right? So right, that's what I thought so. too. In a sense of that, he's like one of our fathers in yeah, heaven, yeah. right? Like, but but there, I mean, father. obviously, he you know brought sin into the world through you know. Him <laughs> so would you say it like so that? There's, there's some consequences there. He's the but. reason why we're wearing clothes right now. <laughs> yeah, I could be <laughs> naked. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, but, uh, I'd be freezing. <laughs> yeah. But one thing I wanted to say too was um, maybe a month ago or two months ago, I just read 
Dante's Inferno. Which you I don't did? Know if okay. you guys ever read Dante's Inferno? I've heard pieces of it. Oh. I haven't do- dove in. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it it was very good, but it like put the fear of hell into me. Like, because that's what it is. It's talking yeah, about hell. It's right? ta- talking about hell and like kind of, but it's, it's fictional. So it's like his idea of what hell would be like. Um, but man, it was, it's just brutal. And so just like, remembering what hell is and what it's supposed to be um, really helped me look into my own life and and just to see how my actions are affecting myself, my family, the church, you know, and my relationship with God. And I feel like it's, it's really important for us to always reflect on that, you know, to reflect on, and on death and on, on hell and, and obviously heaven and hell. And I don't think we should ever focus too much on those things. Cause I think that it pulls us away from, from the good. Um, but I think it's always important to just keep that in mind. Um, and that, you know, cause it, it does, it'll influence your decisions. It I can think. guide it'll, positive it'll guide actions you. for yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the one thing we're trying to get across is like, um, they made hell seem like, Oh, it's just, Yeah. If you do this, you're going to hell. If you steal this, it's much bigger than that little threat. It's not like how you're telling a toddler, like, if you don't go to bed, I'm going to take your toy. Like, that's what it turned into, almost, I feel like, with mm-hmm. examples, spelling it yeah. H-E double hockey well, yeah, Well, yeah, the old fire and brimstone yeah. and, then, and then the flip reverse where it's like, oh, God is ultimately merciful. So, yeah. like, there's no way, like, he would yeah. do that. So, it, we, we kind of seen both of that and we've heard those arguments and all that stuff. But it's just always important for us to remember like what the church teaches and then even what, what Christ says, right? So in, in Matthew, he says, you know, the way is narrow and that few, many will try, but few will be saved. And that's a hard teaching. And, you know, we have, we, we, but we also believe in the mercy of, of the Father and his divine will and his universal salvific will. And so there's all of that to hold on to. And just, just for us as Catholics, like we have, we, we know we're bound by the sacraments, right? And we know what we're supposed to do, you know, and then when we, we, we do what we, what we're supposed to do. And then when we don't, when we screw up, we ask for forgiveness and we, you know, we dust ourselves off and, and try again with the hope of, of eternal life. And that's, that's where we're called to, you know, um, like some of Jesus's sayings, like when he said like the eye of the needle and even though like we discovered it was the door and it was narrow, like you would think, you know, like when you don't look up that stuff, you think like, the needle head like how thin it is like that's how hard it is it to get into heaven like that always scared me mm-hmm. like before like you know diving more into the bible and just like realizing how god is our savior and he's there for us and how he shedded his blood for us and all that yeah exactly so so it's it's, it's both and you know it's like recognizing that hell is horrible we don't want to go there and people will go there but like also just remembering that God is good. He's all powerful. He's all loving. If you seek his will and his goodness, you're fine. And so just remembering that and the kind of keeping that in your mind and in your decisions and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think the beauty of it all is that we have like you, we have the church teachings to go to, to really yeah. learn all of this, right? Like yeah. it's great to discuss, but then to find the the answers, they're there. And I think that that can be why a lot is pushed away because kind of like what you touched on earlier, it's just like, I don't want to be told that I can't live eternal life in heaven. You know, like you can't tell me that. Like I'm going to enjoy my life and do what I can and then, you know, answer to it when I have to. But yeah, it's, I think it is a positive thing to have like both in your hands at the same time. The idea that hell is is an existing thing that I might end up 
being in that situation or the idea that there's heaven and God wants to save us. So it's like those two things together can help guide positive actions. Cause it's like once when you separate the two and it's just like, you're fixated on the idea of like, I don't want to go to hell. Like that can cause some That's tough answers. Probably, yeah, exactly. But then if it's like, you're fixated on the idea of like, well, I'm only, I'm going to get to heaven. Like God loves me. Then that leads to a dangerous road as well. So it's like that togetherness yeah, it's is just what's the, important. The, the narrow, you know, the in between there, it's kind of having a balance of the two. Yeah, because yeah, because there is an issue if you reflect too much on hell and, and and on your own decisions and oh, I'm afraid of the sin that I just committed. I have to go to confession again. Like every single day, I got to go to confession because we call that scrupulosity, and you don't you don't want you don't want you that live either. like that. <laughs> you know, you, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so that's that's the far end of the, of that spectrum where I'm just I'm just in fear of every decision that I make. But then ultimately, it's just it's just coming back, remembering, you know, um, there was this line, I forget from, from what book I read recently, but it was like, it's not that you're like, not that you aren't as bad as you think you are. It's just that you don't believe in the, in the mercy of the Father. Like, if you just remember how good God is and how much he loves you and how merciful that he is and just seek that, like, that's everything. That's everything. Yeah. That's heavy stuff, deep. Man. Yeah, I know. I was thinking stuff. about it. It's yeah. good. And that's that's what is cool about like our faith too, is that I I don't necessarily think I mean maybe there is, but it's just like there are so many ways to learn more and to like guide your actions more in a sense. And that conversation of heaven and hell can be one of those ways to guide your actions in a more positive light. Yeah. And yeah. one thing that um you were said like that we were saying is like how uh, we don't want to be told and you're like, oh, if I do this, I'll go to... Well, the one person who told us that we're forgetting is... Uh, it's right there in the... It's Jesus, God himself, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like... Yeah. <laughs> you did tell yeah. us, right? I'm excited for uh, the catechism in a year mm-hmm. coming up because I know of these things, but not as deep as I probably would like to. So it's going to be neat to be able to hear it, especially from Father Mike and how he can kind of interpret things very well. So I think that's great for us as a society to have a chance to listen to what it is that our church really teaches us because I do think there are a lot of struggles, right? Like we've talked about this before of just embracing the church and kind of aligning with the church. I think people are struggling with that sometimes. So it'll be great to be able to hear more about it and then to to really understand like ultimately all of these things are for good, right? Like being told no on certain things, it's it's for good, right? Like going through Exodus and and taking a cold shower or saying no to meat on Fridays and making these certain sacrifices like are for ultimate goods. Yeah, so you could translate that to so much. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's not just a checklist of rules, right? Like this is how you experience freedom. This is how you experience freedom is by by choosing the right, you know, option. And obviously it's it's hard. It's hard as hell. You know, it really is. It really, really is. Um but that, that's what it leads to. And I feel like that's what oftentimes what people do is they will say like, oh, like, well, Catholicism is just a list of do's and don'ts. But the reality is, is like we're, we're trying to show like the church has this lifestyle of freedom that they're offering and the world is, is offering the same thing. And they're saying this is freeing, but it's not like so it's just like this. Um, you know I'm saying I'm like, yeah, no, I exactly. Yeah. It's like we're told that. The, if we live by the world, if we live by our own desires and all this stuff, like that's freeing. When ultimately that's the thing that's not freeing, you know, and that's the thing that it puts us in chains, but it's controlling ourselves 
and it's making those decisions for God that are the things that truly free us. Definitely. It's never fully satisfying right. with that world That's choosing what the world is. Yeah, exactly. And to put it in, I feel like something like just context, like Andrew, like you just lost so much weight, right? And how you feel like, I, I mean, I could see it just the way you walk around and just you feel like free, right? And through that process, there were a lot of difficult choices, right? And it was always like, well, I can just take the easy route and, and kind of continue to just enjoy whatever it is that I'm enjoying. And, and then ultimately, I'm not going to feel that great. Mm. But it's like those little sacrifices that you've made created this sustainable lifestyle that you feel really good about. And I feel like that can be just like a great example of like what our faith is in yeah. a way, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one thing though, too, is like, uh, I think I lost my thought, but one thing um, I, I think a lot of people go to church and they're not like embracing the Lord. And that's the one thing, like you need to embrace God. Like you're not just going there just to go through the motions. Like that's one thing, like, I feel like a lot of people do like they just go as a routine like you know you need to really bring in God into your heart and you can reach him on the toilet even you can reach him <laughs> anywhere you can reach him in the kitchen like it doesn't just have to be in that one building you know it can be anywhere where you can just sit down and pray and just feel the presence of God um, that's just one thing I wanted to really get across like you really need to to feel the power of the church is to feel God in the church and to feel that presence and just to be one with it. I can definitely relate to that yeah. because I know there was a moment in my life, like throughout college and stuff, where it was just I was just going through the motions. Yeah. You know? Oh, I feel like a lot of people do that. I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you can get to that point where all of a sudden that hour that you spend at mass means more because you realize, wait, this is an opportunity for me to, to be close with Christ, right? To give him that time of worship and to be able to just fully in the, his presence, worship and praise and thanksgiving for his sacrifice and the sacrifice of the mass. And, and then to take a piece of that and bring it with you for the week, like that's just so rewarding. And yeah, there were times where it was just like, kind of just went through the motions because I knew that that's what I had to do but then I look back sometimes now and I realize like I'm thankful that I was going through the motions because even when I was going through the motions you're still there but and God was still working in my yeah. life without me even realizing it right mm -hmm. so yeah it's like it's a it's it's almost like a, an example of just the more you make your the best of the best ability is availability and if you're just constantly available and putting yourselves mm -hmm. in front of it like it will touch you and that's what I think for us as Catholics, like I think our ultimate job and what we can really do to make an impact on the world is to bring people to Jesus because he's going to be the one that's going to yep. fully turn your heart. Yeah, you know? and I will say too that uh, I just watched this interview with, with Dr. Scott Hahn. He was on Pines with Aquinas. And he just wrote this book about how to be holy. And his whole thing is like, I think it was, I mean, it was a really crazy interview, so I really recommend it. I'll put it, throw it in the description. Maybe I'll like cut a little bit to it. But he just completely opened opened my eyes to the nature of holiness. He was saying that like, oftentimes when you think about a holy person, you just think about the stuff that they do, right? Oh, this person goes to mass every Sunday. This person goes to daily mass. They go to confession. They pray the you know they pray the rosary often. Like you know you have a list of all that for this is what makes a person holy. But his argument was like, 
No, it doesn't. Like, what, like holiness belongs to God and only God can be holy. You cannot be holy. You should be try, you're striving for holiness through these, through, you know, experiencing the sacraments and, and praying and drawing near to, to God. But those actions shouldn't be like, like I, I shouldn't be doing these things to just appear holy or to like achieve holiness because I'm not going to do that in this world. Like I'm only will in, if I reach heaven with, with God. And so that really stuck with me because like, I think oftentimes when we kind of really embrace our Catholic faith and we get really excited about the devotions and, and all these things and the sacraments and experiencing it, it kind of almost builds up our pride a little bit. We kind of puff up a bit. I know I have especially um, to the point where it's like, it's almost becomes like theater. Like you almost like you want people to see what you're doing or they want to see what your family's like or like all this stuff. Um, but ultimately like that doesn't equal holiness. Like holiness is, is loving the Lord, seeking his will and suffering and embracing suffering in a, in a, in a good way, recognizing that um, the Lord is with you and, and all that. So I, want, I just wanted to say that too, I guess. Yeah. But. I love the word strive. And yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. if that can sum up everything and uh, like the things that we're trying to talk about here, it's like, it's just a constant strive, like and striving for holiness or striving for what God uh, wants for us. It's like to seek him because that's it. I think at the end of the day, like there are so many different things that we talk about at different times, but I think the root of it is always just, if we're constantly striving to get closer to God or striving for that relationship, like, we're going to be moving in a good direction regardless of what it is, you know? So um, I love that. I think that that's something that we can just keep doing every day. Strive, strive, strive. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, one thing, too, um, that I – you mentioned that I lost a ton of weight. One thing I did every, almost every day was, like, pray to God and just, like, thank him for my weight loss journey and just, like, giving me the strength to get through it. And I think that was one major part of like me being able to do it. Um, I've taken off 120 pounds. Wow. So, awesome. That's yeah. great. A little bit of this. Right <laughs> <laughs> so, it's cool. Um, I went from a 5X to an extra large. So, wow. Awesome. That's, that's pretty yeah, awesome, yeah, man. That's really job, good. Andrew. That's great. That's so. great. And to, to do it the way you did it, and that's cool to hear that there was, you know, a lot of prayer and faith that went into mm -hmm. that because – yeah, I'm sure it's it's not easy. Like, I've been there. I, I know what it like feels like to kind of get to a point where you're just like, this isn't it. This isn't how I want it to be. And to try and like stay consistent through that process, like to get to that point, is is not easy. So when I was my highest, I was like almost at a point where I was just like, oh, whatever. It is what it is. And um, I got I hit hit a point in the summer where I was just like I had a wake up call and I was just like, all right, I got to do something. I got to be around for my um, children i gotta live longer than i was because i was on route to probably die by 40 you know being as big as i was almost 400 pounds and um so i'm just uh glad i did i'm glad i was able to you know find um a way to do it i didn't have to go surgery route i didn't have to do anything even though people are spreading fake rumors about me at work saying i got surgery <laughs> I, I don't care i whatever whatever makes them happy but um <laughs> uh feels good um i'll say one thing my back hurts a lot <laughs> really yeah i don't know why my back is like hurting a lot since i like took off the weight maybe my bones gotta like reset in this new body but <laughs> <laughs> i've really wanted to and maybe now 
have someone to do it with. I've always wanted to go to like a chiropractor and just kind yeah, of like I realigned. To do that like, too. <laughs> I, I, feel I watch that. those videos, but sometimes I'm scared of them because of the way they pull the neck and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. And they like take these giant hammers and boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh man! I have a friend who's like really, really into it. Like, like, really? Like, like a, a good friend of mine. Yeah. So he like did this whole thing for like six months or something. Where like yeah, he got re- realigned his back and his neck and all this stuff, and he like he thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. So did he get taller? Um, I don't know. I've seen videos of that where they're like, oh, the foot's are one foot is bigger. So if, and then by the end of it, after cracking them all, he was like normal foot and a little taller. Uh, (laughs) I just realized how bad my posture is at most times. Like, especially when I'm sitting there and I'm like working on the computer and I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm trying. Mm, That's (laughs) the worst. Like I start off here. And then, like, I'm leaning, leaning, yeah, leaning. Lean forward, yeah. Or even when I drive, I realize that, too. I'm, like, a little yeah. hunched. It's it's not great. Be careful. We're going to get that hump back here. <laughs> yeah, I know. that. <laughs> Don't want to. turn that. into Quasimodo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot a dad joke. I was going to ask you if you had yeah, one. Yeah. Um, I was running around my bed because I had to catch up on my sleep. <laughs> Did you need a napkin? Got you a mustard. Can't beat the classics. <laughs> Good one. Nice. I had another um, interesting topic that I came across this week. Also, that I'm curious what you guys feel or think about. So, uh, Ryan Bonomi sent this to me. Um, we were talking about. So he he came across a podcast. It was by the Ringer, and um, they were talking about like statistics and. Since 2013, there has been a drastic decline in the amount of time that people spend with friends and companions. And there's been an increase in time spent alone. Um, And this is from 2013 where this decline has started. So it's even Mm. pre-COVID. So an interesting thought that there is more in a tendency, and it doesn't surprise me to hear that more and more people prefer to be alone. And when you think about kind of the world and what's available to us, a lot of it is kind of conducive to a very alone type of life, right? Like everything that we essentially want or, or, or sh- like the things that we use as entertainment, like can all be done alone nowadays. So that was an interesting thought to hear about all of that. And I was trying to relate that to, because I think about Exodus and the big, a big piece of what Exodus is, is like the fraternity and, and being together with a group and, and how like for us as, as Catholics and what our faith is about is a lot of community. So like one thought that I had was just what is it for us as Catholics that can create more of a like community type atmosphere, you know what I mean? And it's like, Obviously, those things that you can do, like an Exodus journey with like a group of people, can be very uplifting. And I think something that we might all need at certain points in our lives. But like, what is it that that is within our church teachings and and the ways that we live that can help like create community? Because I know for me, I do prefer to be alone in certain times. Like I just enjoy my alone time. Um, but I I love being with friends, right? So for us, like as men, that was one of the biggest things in the statistics is that the numbers are more drastic in men than women as far as the time that they're spent alone. And I think a lot of it is just life, right? Like 
we men, get men, men are more alone, more alone. Hmm. Um, life's busy, right? Like I look at my week and I'm like, I go to work, I come home and I, I have to be, you know, a dad or a, fa- a husband. And, and then it's okay. I'm tired. Like I got to yeah. restart and do my day all over like the next day. And then the weekends come and it's like, I got a million things going on, you know? So it's like, what are those things that I f- can be helpful for us as like men to create just more community? I feel like, um, I get my, I push my alone time. Like sometimes, like you were saying, sometimes you want, you crave that alone time. Like, I feel like I get mine, like probably around 10 o'clock at night and then I'll stay up a little longer than I should, uh, just to, and what am I doing? I'm doing nothing. I'm watching dumb videos or, you know, I'm not taking in anything like, you know, worthy, but I'm like, like you said, you come home after having a long day and then you got to jump right into something of like, all right, I got to be a dad right now. Like today I literally came home and had to change a diaper and I was like, all right. And then after that I cleaned something and then literally went to go do leaves and try try to get rid of that before uh it starts getting colder and colder and the snow starts coming and uh it should and by the time you get the kids down you're exhausted and you're staying up longer just to try to like refresh um yeah, just to unwind yeah before bed yeah. yeah 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 i feel that definitely 100 percent um i and i wonder if that's the nature of like why that decline is is happening is like is everyone are we becoming busier to the point where like we want more alone time right where it's like i because i yeah i almost feel like i'm i need to be on all day long like Mm -hmm. between work between Mm -hmm. family between and that it's like i just need some time to relax but then it's like shouldn't i I miss though being able to like have a friend that you can just kind of like relax and unwind with right but that's just the nature of life it's harder for me to just text one of my friends and be like, hey, come over. Like, it's right. Thursday night. Because, and then it's like, well, that's where I have Ronnie. Like, she's my friend. Like, I get to hang out with her. Like, that's my time. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it, it was an interesting statistic to hear about. Yeah, well, well going back to your, what you're saying about, like, what can we do as as men and as a community, you know, of, of like-minded people. Like, what I do, so I'm someone who, I like, I, I love one-on-one time with people. Like, that's that's kind of where I, like, thrive and, like, really blossom is when it's just me and another person. And so what I what I try to do is, like, like every week I, I try to, like, reach out to one person and, like, I'm going to, I want to hang out with you this week. So it'll be, like, some family or, like, the in-laws or it'll be priests or, you know, my bros or whatever it is. And I'll just, like, message someone and be like, yo, can you do something this week like you know and so I try to make an effort in that regard to like where I'm reaching out to people because there's that that flip side too is like some people get so busy that like they're not going to reach out to you like and so I always try to be the one that's like let's do this let's let's go grab a beer let's go to the see a movie let's you know whatever it is um and I, so I try to do that on like a weekly basis with at least one person that way I can kind of get outside of my you know, the regular humdrum of the day, you know, dad and husband life. And then, but then also I can, I can like invest in another person who, you know, reciprocates and then we can kind of, yeah. So that, that you know, that's one way, I guess. Yeah. And it takes a very concentrated effort to do something like that. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely do feel like there is a, a very positive, like rewarding feeling when I get to just 
spend time with my friends. Like it's just this is a nice refresh. Um, yeah, because I, I, I was thinking about it a bit more, and I was just like, I just think the nature of my life makes things harder to to spend time with other people. Um, but it is valuable. That's what I'm, I'm kind of getting at, and I see for us, like I could see how it is important. Um, I mean, I value the fact that we get to hang out each week and, and do this, yeah, right? This like is this my is my hangout. Exactly. Like <laughs> this is a great part of the week. Um, as as tired as we are after a long week, it's always nice to yeah. come together and talk. Um, so I guess I wasn't really surprised with the numbers to hear that they're declining, but it did reaffirm to me like the importance of it. And maybe that's something that we all need to think about a little bit. It's like how how can we help affect that and let that be something that is a positive one thing josh said too is uh, i think i'm guilty of it is just like you're too busy and like you have that urge to like want to reach out but then it's like ah, that's too much effort like so you just feel that way uh yeah it's hard to see people too when you have children and just like to get away because then if you're leaving, then you're leaving your significant other at home alone with them. <laughs> so then it's harder for them to uh, deal with that. Uh, you know, it's hard when you have multiple kids and even one itself, when you're there in the toddler stages, like having two kids. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's always that. And one thing, too, is like uh, you can add to this to the number of like being alone. Like I feel like men also don't really talk like talk their feelings out and that's why like the sad thing is like the men's suicide rate is like skyrocketing it's scary mm. I'm, I'm so big on this and i know like this is kind of the, the world that we exist in like men you know we don't we don't talk about the stuff we don't like do all that and for the longest time like i believe that too because like we as men we don't want to be vulnerable you know we don't want to like open up ourselves to other people because the fear of of rejection and um you know it's just weird that it's not really something that we we guys do but like i've been trying to do that and i've been trying to do that with with my guy friends especially i just want to like open up and just say like this is what's going on in my life like it, but like when someone asks you like how are how are you like as opposed to just saying it's f f great everything's fine yeah. everything's <laughs> fine good. you know but instead of doing that like being honest and saying well this week sucked and this is why you and know then they go like okay whoa like relax <laughs> <laughs> well no because if, if it's a good friend they want to hear that exactly you know? mm -hmm. yep. and so that's what that's i'm so big on that like is for me like I found so much maturity in myself, like the moment that I just said, you know, I just let me just get this stuff out. Let me just talk about this stuff, you know. Um, yeah, and it creates a just a deeper relationship, yeah, especially with that person because then they can feel, hey, like all right, I can open up to them if they if I ever am kind of dealing with things, and um, yeah. it's harder to do that. So I because I agree with that. I think that that's a great thing and. I do find myself, I think, opening up to my friends when I can. And I think it's harder now because I see people less. So mm. when we are spending time together, I'm not just going to like kind of dump what's going on in the past week in a sense where it's like, I haven't seen you in so long. So like we want to either like catch up on important things or we just want to be together here in this moment. Right. So um, there is such value to that. Definitely. I, I definitely want to. Yeah, you have to have that one friend. Uh, even though, I, so I have the my one of my best friends uh, who lives in Colorado, and we talk almost every day on the phone, and like that's who I like vent to, and he vents back, and like um, I feel like that's where I get 
my mental, you know, like able to get through things, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's important. I yeah. think you need that as much as I love and I'll tell Veronica everything. Right. And we'll yeah, talk, but it's you. like, there is something different that you just, there, it just feels different when you can tell it to your best guy friend, you know, yeah. over your wife or your significant other. There's just, just different when it's guys. It's, it's different when it's a significant other or wife or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah wife. Yeah, yeah. Cause we're, and, um, I, and me and my, my own personal life, like I have people who are close to me who have never opened up about anything. And like, I have that nature where it's like, I can't, I'm just, I'm like, I'm unable to talk about stuff and you just see how it's destroying them, you know? And so that, that was the big thing for me, just realizing like the importance of being vulnerable and, and, and what it does for you as a person and like the healing of it too, you know, like, cause I think a lot of people have a lot of baggage and wounds and, and all these issues and stuff. And I think if people were just comfortable with just opening up just to somebody, somebody, anybody, like, yeah, a best friend, a spouse, somebody, then I feel like, you know, the amount of, I honestly, like maturity is, it, you just, it just explodes. It just explodes. Um, and yeah, and your happiness and, and your, this healing comes and yeah. There, there's two types of guys like you were kind of saying like how like you tell someone something and they're like oh yeah sorry <laughs> or like someone who like gives you insight or tries to give you advice um i it's i was thinking of uh avatar last airbender where um Sokka <laughs> was telling zuko he goes oh my first uh girlfriend got turned into the moon and he just turned he's like that's rough, bud. <laughs> so there's two types of people who will like oh, yeah, listen yeah. to you, or there's like, oh, that's rough, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's just the value and the importance of of having that companion to turn mm. to, definitely. And like you said, Josh, a lot of people do have these wounds that they leave, like that they just throw a little bandage over, and they leave it unattended, and you, it's your soul needs to get it out. If you're not gonna like talk it out and so even the confession, but you need like that companion that you can talk yeah, it out with yeah. and like I mean, bounce things off of and try to think or this happened to me and this, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. But then, but then someone who can, who can affirm you, who can love you, like actually love you, you know. Mm. And I think that's, that's important, important to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but what do I know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so talk to someone if you're a guy. <laughs> Girls, you can talk to someone too, but I'm pretty sure you guys are good at that. Open up, <laughs> open, yeah, up. Right. open up, find a bud. Yeah, All right, I'm glad we we had some I good some conversations. Giant today. topics today. Holy yeah. cow, <laughs> who who thought that? <laughs> I I didn't know that. Waking up at four in the morning, I didn't know we were gonna have these great uh, conversations. <laughs> but um, let's do our draft. Our oh, uh, wow, yeah. we got a good one. Draft. We are doing cartoon dogs. I uh, believe I start off. Josh won last week. Oh, yes. so Josh is the mustard seed champ this week. <laughs> the champ uh, is here. The champ. Let's see if I can right over here. Yeah. Here, Josh, hold it up. I'll take a picture. We'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> there we go. Boom, boom. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Send that to you, Rye. Cool. I'm going to take notes on this one. All right. So I start off this week, right? Yep. Um, so what's our topic? We are doing cartoon dogs this week. I love this topic. I think so, this is a great topic. I start off, and then what, Josh, and then you, right? Or me, right? Me, or Josh is middle, so me, then you. Yes. 
right? I, I started it You last started time. last yeah, time. Yeah, so I'm starting. So, so I am... So to be... So I start. Yep, you, me, yeah, Josh. Yep. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> we got it. Okay. I'm <laughs> starting. Yeah. yeah, we've done this many times and we can't figure it out. <laughs> but uh, I am taking... I don't care. He's a dog. I'm taking Goofy. I don't Whoa. care what people say that he's a cow. No, a cow. He's a dog. <laughs> and Goofy is the number one pick overall. I thought that it is very funny when they there are... They say he's a cow. Yeah, well, there are like... Get out of here. I've like, never heard of that. A cow? Some people think he's, he's a It's cow. ridiculous. Well, because he... It doesn't <laughs> you know what he, it is? It's because, Goofy. It's... <laughs> well, isn't that because it's of God um, people who say that Goofy's a cow? What's what's her name? Isn't Clarabelle, Clarabelle. the cow? She's and they cow. like each other, right? Like there's yeah, but a son so is that's clearly a dog. But isn't that funny when there are other examples of it? But like, so Goofy is a dog, and he runs around and hangs and out, Pluto and then Pluto a, is yeah. a dog too. And he, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that's funny the way yeah. it is. <laughs> All right, so you got Goofy? Yeah, I'm taking Goofy. Okay, so I'm going to Max from The Grinch. Oh, there you go. Oh, That's a good nice. one. Yeah, yeah. Staying with the Christmas theme. I think Max is just a great dog's name, mm-hmm. and I think he's one of the funnier pieces. R.I.P. the Maxi Boy. <laughs> Maxi Boy. All right, Max so I have, I have two, right? Yes, you got two. All right, so I'm going to take Snoopy. Nice. And I'm going to take Pluto. The rivalries. Pluto versus Goofy. How do you think? Yeah, Pluto's got to be like, Mickey, I'm tired of this. <laughs> yeah. Goofy gets to run around Come on two man. legs. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I be anthrop- anthropomorphic? <laughs> All right, so back to me. Mm. Okay. Goddard from Jimmy Neutron. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got two. I'm going to take uh, Slinky from Toy Story. Oh, that's a great oh, one. I was yeah. going to take that. I thought and I could get it on the end. I'm going to take uh, Bandit from Bluey. That's the dad. Ooh. Oh, there you go. That's good. That's a good one. All right, back to me. Uh, I'm going to take Doug from Up. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, Doug funny? <laughs> Doug. His dog is Porkchop. <laughs> no, I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, I'm going to pick uh, for my last one, the last pick, Underdog. Ooh. Remember that? Is that the old show? Yes. Underdog. Underdog. So, wait. Th- that was like Cartoon Network. Two? So, yeah. Uh, Pluto and Snoopy. Snoopy and Pluto. Oh, no one took yeah. Scooby-Doo. Oh. Honorable mention. Overrated. For Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby. Yeah, Scooby is a very popular one. Scooby, I thought that would be. And you took Snoopy, right? Yeah, okay. some other mentions, Lady and the Tramp, mm. Mm. and then uh, I don't know his name, but um, Oliver and Company, that dog who wore that bandana, the cool dog. I don't know if you ever saw Oliver. Yes, and I. Yeah. I don't know his name, but uh, I always uh, liked him. And that was one of the Disney movies <laughs> where they actually like pulled a gun on. Yeah. So I was like, whoa! I forget. It was like over quarantine or something. Claire was like, we have to watch this movie. I grew up watching it. I loved it. It was an amazing movie. Like She like, talked it up, all this stuff. And we, were all, we watched the whole thing. And I was like, that movie sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny when you watch movies from, like, I have this idea of what it was yeah, and yeah, what yeah, it yeah. actually is. Yeah. So yeah. Well, as a kid, like everything's great, you know? Yeah, not but, exactly. Well, <laughs> cool. Well, there you have it. Cool. So let's la- wrap it up with a, a quick sales pitch for the end of the episode here. So since we're in, in Advent, 
the one line or the one word for today is hope. And that's our sales pitch, hope. The hope, like this season, is a reminder for us. And I thought this was great timing just for me and my faith journey because I realized that like over these past few weeks, I was really kind of like grinding through my faith. Like I just felt like I was going through it and it just didn't feel like it was resonating and I, I couldn't understand why. And I realized that a lot of it was just my perspective on life and how Advent is an awesome reminder of hope. And hope is life with Jesus and eternal life, but also the hope that there is a savior and that is Jesus in the manger and that there's hope for the life that we are, we are here to live. Um, and it kind of ties into even what we talked about this morning, the, in the beginning of this episode, yeah, yeah. like just the hope of heaven and the hope of always having that option to turn to God and that he can kind of fulfill that hope. So one of the lines from Rudy that I will kind of tie this in is having dreams is what makes life tolerable. I love that line. And I think that that can translate into hope that having hope makes life worth living. Yeah. Like without hope, what what are we really striving for? So I think that is a reminder for us. And that is kind of one of our selling points today for our faith is that it gives us hope and it makes life worth living. So we can strive for Jesus and have the hope that we'll be saved. So Love it, man. That's, that's great. Cool. Perfect. Good stuff. Um, stay uh, rooted in Christ. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Check out Josh and Claire's uh, album. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, doing, yeah <laughs> Something happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, put that in the beginning, yeah. It's out. Uh, you can get it at Spotify. Check out their, the, in the bio. You can go to their website and uh, help them out. Buy a copy, you know. Help them get some Christmas presents. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Fight Christmas songs while you buy it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, a lot of people uh, are checking it out and uh be one of them i saw there was a release i think it was the top 100 songs on spotify top 100 albums releases mm. and josh and claire's were number one so <laughs> it's been pretty big yeah. <laughs> it's really blowing up yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's news to me too yeah. <laughs> and uh we no, appreciate you guys please like comment subscribe thanks for subscribing um uh we'll see you next week peace peace stay rooted in christ <laughs>